This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today, we are welcoming back Olivia Renee to the portrait system, and as usual, she has some great info to share with you. Our clubhouse hosts, Ashley Taylor and Kevin Conde, chatted with Olivia about a different part of her business than what she talked about during her full episode, which was number 59. Instead of chatting about her senior photography, Olivia talked about how she incorporated boudoir into her brand and how she markets seniors in boudoir totally differently. Okay, let's get started with Olivia, Ashley, and Kevin. Welcome, everyone, to the Portrait System Podcast, Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Kloster hosts our regular Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. Uh, You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for the portrait system. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm good, Kevin, and I'm excited to be here co-hosting our chat again with you today. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today, Olivia Renee, who is a portrait photographer based in Portland, Oregon. So welcome, Olivia. Hi. Welcome, Olivia. So you had previously had an interview with Nikki Klosser on the main portrait system podcast, where you discussed Uh, building and running a successful senior uh, portrait business. While listening to it, I also heard you talk about having a boudoir side to your photography as well. And uh, after looking up all of your beautiful work and reaching out, uh, you informed us that you actually haven't been shooting boudoir uh, that long in comparison to your senior business, uh, which is a surprise since you already have so much beautiful work out there. So we decided it would be a great opportunity to talk with someone who already had a successful business, and then they decided they wanted to jump into a second, very different genre. Uh, Can you explain why you made the decision to branch out after already having a very successful career in senior photography, and why boudoir? Okay, so um, depending on where you are in America, senior portraits are very, very seasonal. So my senior season starts next week so it's the end of june right after school gets out and then we are shooting until october and that's when a it starts raining and b it um all the seniors have yearbook deadlines so they all want to get their senior pictures taken before the yearbook deadline so their senior picture can be in the yearbook so that means that between november And May, I don't have a lot of senior portrait clients. (laughs) So I am not doing that much and I get bored. So I decided to find something that could be done inside because Oregon between November and May is not a place that you can really reliably photograph outside. Um, So... I started messing around with different genres, you know, headshots and portraits. And after a while, I finally settled on boudoir. 
um, because the philosophy that I shoot senior portraits is very, very similar to the way that I shoot boudoir, actually. So they are actually, to me, the most similar. <laughs> can can you explain so how yeah, I was, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Can you explain how they're similar? Because that doesn't seem similar at all, really. So it's not basically anything about the images. It's about the mindset of the client that I'm photographing between seniors and my boudoir clients is it's almost exactly the same. I use like the exact same kind of tactics to get them to feel comfortable and to boost their confidence in that way. It's like almost identical. It's like using the skills that I already have. (laughs) Wow. Really? Yeah. So like a high school senior is going to come into it having never really been in front of the camera feeling like super self-conscious about literally everything because they're a teenager and not knowing what to do. (laughs) And their ultimate goal is that they want to feel like they think that they look pretty. Like that's what they want. They want to be able to look at these pictures and be like, yes, I look great in these pictures. And it's very similar to my type of boudoir clients. So I don't like market towards, um, you know, like do this for your husband cause you're getting married or I very much market in a do this for yourself kind of a way. And so my boudoir clients are coming into it feeling uncomfortable because they've never really been in front of the camera like that before and they don't know what to do and they just want to feel confident and beautiful. It's the same. <laughs> what about the pricing and the packages? Like, are those very similar? Like, because I know with um, boudoir, a lot of times people shoot a lot of body shots, detail shots, shots that don't always include the face. And I've heard from a lot of, I don't shoot seniors, but I've heard from a lot of senior photographers that we've had as guests, like you're also shooting a lot of on location, a lot of like lifestyle, more than maybe like a typical portrait studio session where you're just showing like 25, 30 images. So do you feel like yeah, that's the same. Yeah. yeah, that's the same to me as well. I've never been a person who only shows 25 images. <laughs> that will never, never be me. So it's very similar for me. I am like minimum showing 50 images wow. to anyone that I photograph. Like I, I am a all the things kind of a girl. <laughs> so no. are you retouching all of those 50 images before you show them? Or how do you... Yeah, I'm 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 quick. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's <Yeah>. impressive. <laughs> I don't do like I don't do heavy retouching, like in general in my work. So it's pretty. I've gotten pretty good at just you know zipping away pimples off teenagers, and it's you know it's pretty speedy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So then, what about the packages? Could you kind of like walk us through? Is it similar products that you use? Is it similar packages? Is it similar pricing? So I would say that my boudoir packages are in beta testing right now um, because I truly have not been doing this for, I mean, it's been like nine months. So I have been kind of trying to figure out how I want to structure that. Um, My senior packages is, you know, digitals, albums, wall art. It's going to be similar for boudoir, but it's just kind of me trying to figure out how I want to lay it out. (laughs) 
So mm-hmm. like with seniors that like wall art is definitely more of a must have because that's what their parents want. Um, boudoir or definitely sort of leaning like smaller things that are like going in your bedroom, you know, like on your dresser or something like that. So still trying to figure out exactly how I want to structure it, but it's pretty similar in that it's digital forward. So when you first started and you, you, as you said, you're bored and you wanted to transition to something else, how were you going about finding your first clients to shoot in this genre? So boudoir I used at the beginning a lot. So, you know, when I was bored all of those months, all those other times, I kind of built up a network of local models and like people I could use for like personal projects. So I kind of started with that kind of a thing. So just local models that I already knew who were comfortable um, being less clothed in front of the camera Mm -hmm. or who maybe needed something for their portfolio that was lingerie based. I mean, I am cheating a little bit in that one of my good friends is the current playboy playmate for spring. So I had somebody somebody (laughs) to practice with. (laughs) So, um, I just kind of went with that and used those as people who would be comfortable with me sharing those pictures and then branched out from there just kind of by asking people in my circle and, you know, had some bold friends. So gotcha. it worked out. <laughs> so, and what was your, your comfort level when you were first doing this? Did you have to ease into being comfortable shooting someone that say, uh, uh, less clothing with, you know, models in front of you? Or were you just like, bing, bang, boom, let's go. Uh, you know, it's just another person in front of my lens. Um, I think that the way that I shoot is not, the lack of clothing is not the focus. Like that's part of it, but it's not what I am focusing on when I'm shooting. So I, that doesn't really come into play with me because it's still about like flattering lighting, flattering posing. It's just close. <laughs> it's oh, just gotcha. different clothes. <laughs> gotcha. Now let's talk about your lighting for a second. Right, when you're doing this, are you using natural light? Are you using strobes? Are you uh, both? How are you photographing somebody when it, when it comes to the dwarf side of it? So I mostly use natural light. I have like a little Stella that sometimes I'll play with if it's cloudy. Um, I have a Profoto B10 I don't know how to use, but sometimes <laughs> I play with that. <laughs> I'm very experimental, <laughs> but um, it's mostly natural. And did you like rent a studio or are you working out of your home? Because you did say like you want something indoors. So I'm assuming there's some studio, whether it's a home studio or some place that you're renting. Yeah, so I always had a studio, but it was just being used for hair and makeup for my seniors and reveals and consultations and all that stuff. So it was oh. kind of more of like an office spot. But because my senior clients are so, like the area that I cover is so vast, like I needed like one spot. <laughs> so I already had a space and I just kind of 
you know, use that off season to like rearrange the furniture and experiment in there. And then once I kind of decided that I definitely wanted to do it, I started looking for a bigger space and then I got a much bigger studio in January. So oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. When you like decided to make that jump into renting the bigger space, I'm guessing it costs more money. Did you have any like hesitation? I mean, we're just coming out of a pandemic. You said you've only really been playing with the boudoir for nine months and that it wasn't really crucial to the senior shoot. So like what gave you the confidence to take that next step? So I was always going to have a studio space. So it's not like I was going to, it was going from zero to something. So I doubled my rent, but I probably have five times as much space now. So that was actually a a good thing that happened in the pandemic is that in my area, working from home is becoming more of a permanent thing. So a, a lot of the buildings that had spaces had lots of empty space that they had to reduce the price on pretty uh, generously. So that worked out in my favor. So I definitely got a very good price for the space that made it pretty, pretty an easy kind of thing to do. I had definitely outgrown the space that I had like probably four years ago. So <laughs> it was a long time coming to find something. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Do you have any advice for photographers who might be looking into getting a studio right now? Because I know that's something that comes up in the Sue Bryce Education Facebook group um, that, you know, people are always asking, like, when am I ready to take that leap or to go to the bigger space or to go to the next level? So I'd love if you could share some advice with the members. So when I got my first studio, I was spending so much time because I was going from um, doing reveals at people's houses. So like going to their house to do the reveal. And my client base was so like, I live in, you know, I live in Portland. So I live in a major city for my area. And so I was driving for hours (laughs) and the scheduling was impossible because it would be like, well, I can only do reveals on this side of town this day because I would never have time to go from this side of town to that side of town and do all this stuff. So I need, it was like necessary. And so I started small and I started in an artist building that was probably much cheaper than anywhere else in the city because Portland real estate is fairly absurd. So um, I started really small. And then when I outgrew it, I just started looking for things and I didn't, I just didn't bite until I found something that like, I didn't settle for something that was like kind of okay. Like I just waited it out until I could find something that had the windows that I wanted and the space that I wanted in the neighborhood that I wanted at a price that was good. And it took a while, but I finally found something that was going to work. I just didn't settle for, you know, this is here. So I'll do it. Like I really waited for the right thing. So Olivia, I wanted to ask you, uh, with Boudoir being uh, so new in your in your business, 
how was it how has the past year affected it uh with everything that has happened and uh what effect has what COVID has done to your seniors uh to your senior sessions and did it have having the boudoir was that able to kind of help you offset any of the losses that you might have experienced in your senior work so um i actually had my best year ever with seniors during covid um (laughs) seniors generally the teenager mindset they uh were not going to have something else taken from them so (laughs) they were very much this might be the only thing for senior year that i really get to do the way i expected to do it and so i did not have any lack of of that and they probably spent more because they didn't have anything else they were doing. So wow. <laughs> they didn't have impressive. camps, clubs, vacations. They weren't, they didn't have anything that they were, you know, prom didn't happen. Sports weren't happening. Mm. They were very available and um, it actually didn't, I, I made a lot more money. So that was how I was able to say, yeah, we can do this studio thing. Um so yeah, it's actually the opposite. <laughs> oh, okay, that's, that's... the seniors. The seniors made it more possible for me to commit money to doing the boudoir part. So, do you feel like the boudoir had a? Did it take a backseat? Where uh, I'm not sure about the restrictions in. in well, I hadn't really started it. Oh. So <laughs> it took a backseat because. Spring 2020 was when I was like, okay, I'm going to like really start getting into this and like marketing this. And then I just didn't. So I didn't really start until fall. Um, We only did a couple of sessions in my old studio since it was so small, but Mm. getting the bigger space made it a lot easier to do because there was just more space. So it felt a lot safer in that way. Um, Portland has been very, very, very strict about COVID things. So like, we're not fully open (laughs) right now. Like even right now, it's like, you better have your mask and I'm going to go to a soccer game this weekend where you have to show proof of vaccination. Like it is pretty tight, but that also has turned into most of my clients now are fully vaccinated all my beauty staff is fully vaccinated. So now we're kind of just getting into it and we're, we're going for it. It's not, it's, we got there. <laughs> now, is that the uh, season tickets to the thorns that you have? Yeah. 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 That's my jam. <laughs> so when you were like in the fall saying that you, you know, are going to get serious about the boudoir business, what was your approach to, finding paying clients did you use vouchers were you doing any networking like what was the way you got bums in seats so I definitely did use vouchers um I gave those to clients that I already had or friends that became clients those types of people just kind of to in a way it was less about getting paying clients and more about getting a more well-rounded portfolio of clients. Um, and maybe hopefully getting some people in front of my camera who were okay with me sharing their pictures. That is 
definitely been the number one thing that I've been focusing on because um, while it's fun to practice on models, it's not necessarily the best thing for marketing, but they are the people who are most willing to let you share their pictures. So yeah, I kind of had to try to hunt for some people who were willing to let me post them on Instagram so that I could have a more well-rounded marketing portfolio. So I definitely did that. Um, I have some people that I know who are um, pretty, pretty serious evangelists for me. So that is very helpful because I photograph them and they blast their pictures all over and I've been using that. That's been working. Um, but yeah, it's still building. It's very much referral based and it's just going to take more people and more referrals. (laughs) As you're building, uh, towards your boudoir, uh, side of your photography, did you ever reach out towards, your seniors uh, you've had in the past, you said you've been doing uh, seniors uh, for about 12 years, I think. And uh, were you reaching out to any of the ones that you've done a long time ago, or maybe the parents, uh, the mother of any of the ones you've done recently at all? Let me think about it. Cause sometimes I have these girls end up in my life for so long. I kind of forget that they <laughs> that they started as my senior clients. But I definitely, I did photograph a couple of girls who were past seniors. I had a couple of girls ask me, they came to me, I did not go to them. And I had a couple more girls ask me and I said, no, you'll go to college for a year and then you can come back and be in your underwear. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) But I was like, no, no, I'm sorry. You're you're still a baby to me. Um, So (laughs) I'm like, no, no. Um, So I have definitely had a couple I've actually had, uh, I've had weirdly the other way around where I've had some boudoir clients who now have booked me for their kids' senior pictures. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. That's uh, the opposite way that I kind of thought that was going to go, but <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think probably in more time that will become a thing, but so far, so far, it's only been a couple. Gotcha. Um, I wanted to ask you, at the end of your episode of your interview with Nikki, the advice that you gave uh, for other photographers was to uh, take preparation when you're first starting out. Um, so that way you're not having to change things up or you know, walk things back like prices. Uh what did you feel you had to learn before you ventured out into this different genre? Well, I had to learn how to do it. <laughs> so I took a long time to kind of decide if it was something that I wanted to do before I really started advertising it. So it took me a while to just take the photos and figure out what my style was going to be, figure out how to work within the space that I had and just kind of get a feel for it in a way that I felt like I could deliver the experience that I wanted to deliver because ultimately to me it's my boudoir photography is more about self-esteem and 
confidence and body positivity than, you know, sexy pictures. So I wanted to have the practice to feel like I could deliver that mostly. And then, um, you know, the other stuff, I just kind of copied and pasted (laughs) from, from doing it for 12 years with a different genre. But, um, yeah, so that was the main, the main thing for me. How long do you feel it took for you to, as, as you say, practicing, getting used to, you know, finding your style, how long did you, do you think it took you from when you decided to make this a, a part of your business to when you actually launched it? Well, COVID kind of happened in the middle. So probably about a year. Damn COVID. <laughs> <laughs> probably could have done it faster if I wasn't in my house for four months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about your, uh, Instagram account. Cause I noticed that you have essentially two different Instagram accounts, one for the senior business. And then when you added this new genre, instead of, uh, like, I guess mixing it all up in one account, you created a different account and kind of kept that just to the boudoir beauty type stuff. Um, do you feel like, like, maybe just explain your reasoning behind going that route, building a new account from the ground up and how much work is it to maintain two different brand accounts? Um, well, that's mostly to do with seniors. Um, a teenagers don't, they want it to be about them. Like they'll follow my other account if they care about that. But if they're following my senior account, they want that to be about seeing their pictures and seeing their friends' pictures and getting ideas for their own pictures. So it's very much like this has to be about them. Also, I don't, I know that some, someone, someone would think that I was taking boudoir pictures of seniors. Someone would. And I don't have a conversation with anybody. I'm just like, someone would not read and it would be a whole thing. So easy to just put it somewhere else. Um, I always had another Instagram account for my studio stuff, even when I was just playing around with things, just because I didn't like the way it looked mixed together. It didn't look cohesive. So, um, yeah, pretty easy to just say that's going over here. Um, I hate Instagram. I hate doing (laughs) it. I don't, I never use my personal Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I spent so much time on business Instagrams. Um, I hate writing captions. It's the worst. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's not fun having multiple Instagram accounts, but it's just the way it is. <laughs> How much time are you are you finding that you are spending on each one? Is one taking up, obviously, uh, Senior Porch's um the meat and potatoes of your business, but how much time are you finding that you're dedicating between the two? I try to do it as like the smallest amount of, as possible. Like I really don't like it. So um, I definitely spend more on seniors just because that has to stay more exciting and I have to do different things and I have to do stories and, you know, I have to do graphic design for things for that. That has to be a little bit more intentional because that is marketing towards people who understand social media. On the other, it's less people who like need to be constantly entertained. <laughs> so <laughs> I can be a little bit more low key 
on the boudoir side because those followers are genuinely just, you know, following because they want to look at pictures. So that's a little bit easier. (laughs) And aside from Instagram marketing, do you have like a VIP group or anything like that? Because that's come up a lot in our chats here on Clubhouse about the referral power of having like a VIP Facebook group. Um, Kind of the way you feel about Instagram is the way I feel about (laughs) Facebook groups (laughs) running them. But every time I hear how many like people get um, referrals from them, I'm like, dang, I really need to get on this Facebook group thing. So (laughs) I was just wondering how you sure that that it. I'm sure it works great for the people who would enjoy doing that. But I would hate it so much that I'm sure that nothing would come from it. Like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> so you no. seem like you're more like a referral based and yeah. from yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> so less online marketing and more in person uh-huh. yeah. relationship my, building. Yeah. I my senior business is like probably fifty percent Instagram, fifty percent referral. And I would love it if I could do the same for boudoir. I'm like, I would really just like it to be referrals. Love that. Olivia, so I, I, I can feel it. I can feel the, the, how you feel towards Instagram and, and uh, <laughs> marketing. Why not? Are you, have you considered outsourcing that aspect of your business to someone else? Um, I have a couple of times. Definitely. I've gone on long vacations before and had a college aged intern do it for me. But ultimately, it is a personal connection-based marketing situation. So I would find it way more work to have to train someone to sound like me (laughs) than to just do it myself. (laughs) Now, are you finding that when it comes to marketing, is this where your main focus is at? Uh, you know, the kids are, are looking at TikTok now and sooner or later, the adults are going to move towards uh, TikTok. Uh, are, is that another avenue that you're looking to pursue or just nope? No, not doing TikTok. <laughs> not at all. I'm not doing TikTok. <laughs> you don't feel like dancing? I, they, yeah, I'm not <laughs> dancing. But I, especially with my seniors, I ask them. And they're like, don't, we don't care. Don't do that. <laughs> so every time there's like a new in vogue thing that photographers are doing, I'm like, would you care if I did this? And they're like, no, don't do it. And then I go, thank you. I don't have to do it now. I just let them tell me. <laughs> All for the power of teenager focus groups. Is this how you're booking senior pictures? Absolutely not. Fantastic. <laughs> I won't waste my time. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> They said no. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you, what has been the hardest part for you when transitioning into this other, into the other boudoir branch of your photography? Is it just been the, the learning aspect of how to get someone comfortable in front of you? Or what do you feel has been the most, you know, head scratching? How am I going to figure that out situation for you? Um, I would say that, the actual most difficult thing for me has just been having to do all of my workflow client things twice, basically. So I did finally hire a virtual assistant to send all my emails for me. So that 
is hopefully going to relieve that pain point because I was just getting lost and confused. And I have her scheduling my hair and makeup, which is like, thank you, because I have no idea what's going on anymore. It's just a lot more in my brain. So (laughs) Hmm. that is kind of the thing that I have found. I don't, I mean, I really, it's very hard to understand, but in my brain, I, it is a very similar feel to with both genres, like how to shoot. It just is so similar to me and it sounds strange to everybody else, but it really, (laughs) it really (laughs) makes sense to me, which is how I ended up picking boudoir as an additional thing to do in the first place is because it felt the same. So Hmm. that comes pretty natural. Gotcha. So you do outsource one, some portion of your of your business out. Can you explain a little bit more what you have uh, your virtual assistant do for you? Um, so I have had my virtual assistant for two weeks. <laughs> oh, <okay. Well>, never. <laughs> this is a very new development. But right now she is um, scheduling all my consultations, scheduling all my reveals, booking all my hair and makeup artists, sending out all my prep emails just the things that are almost automated, but not quite. Mm. So like a person still has to touch it to like make sure all the dates are right and all of that kind of stuff. But those are the things that she's doing so far. And how did you find her? Cause I think that comes up a lot in the members only group. Like when people are starting to get ready to outsource, they're like, okay, but now how do I like hire? How do I find someone that I trust? Is it, I know it's virtual, but did you look on Craigslist? Did you look on Fiverr? Like, how did you do this? So I posted on Instagram and um, my darling best friend who claims that that would be her dream job, but she works like 80 hours a week. Um, (laughs) She lives in Los Angeles and she reposted it on her Instagram. And Los Angeles is the land of people having 18 jobs. And so I got several interested people from that and um, interviewed them. And then uh, they all were people that she was familiar with. So I asked her her opinion and then I hired one of them. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. So use your network. That's what I, (laughs) that's what I would do. (laughs) And how much are you paying hourly? If you don't mind me asking, I'm paying $20 an hour. Okay. And how many hours do you foresee this person taking on? Um, I, it's gonna, definitely grow because it's just kind of like I'm starting with one thing getting that in the groove and then I'll add another thing um yeah that kind of a thing but I it's probably I pitched it to her as probably like five to ten hours a week so it's not like a huge commitment but it is something that she has you know a couple of days off a week from other things that she does And, um, she just knocks it all out (laughs) on Thursdays and Fridays and, uh, it works out. That's awesome. And then, um, can you talk a little bit about your process with, cause now that you've trained her to do it for you with hair and makeup and all that, because, um, obviously all the members or most of the members in SBE include hair and makeup and like, what is your best approach to, do you just find the date with a client and then do you have like a list of artists that you reach out to? Do you have one main girl? It seems like everyone kind of works with their hair and makeup artists 
or team of hair and makeup artists in a different way. So it would be great to hear how like you have that workflow set up. Yeah. So I, um, I do my calendar and I schedule seniors on my calendar and or boudoir and then um right now it's very much senior season so i'm in that headspace but um then she has a list of my team and it's kind of like we ask this person first and then uh when she responds whatever she doesn't take off of the list of open dates we need someone for we send it to this person and then we just keep going down the line um the last like i have five artists that I use so I have like two lead artists and then um three girls who are kind of on their teams because they have um bridal hair makeup teams so two lead artists and then um the rest of their teams and then um we just kind of shuffle through the team girls until we find somebody (laughs) and um they're all been trained um by the two girls that I totally trust who are my good friends. And so I know that they will do the job correctly. And then, you know, if there's something that someone needs to be rescheduled, they all communicate with each other and then they work it out on their own, (laughs) which is really nice. I always am like, if you have something come up and if you could please just replace yourself before I have to know about it, that would be great. And so, you know, sometimes they're just like, Hey, she's coming instead of me. And I'm like, great. It's fine. (laughs) That's really awesome. And then one last kind of workflow question, because you did say that the reason you wanted to add boudoir is for the slow season when you're not shooting, you know, when you're not right now in your (laughs) hectic senior season. So like, how do you put the parameters or boundaries on that or control that? Like, are you being really intentional to like lay low on boudoir marketing when you're in your peak senior season? Do you tell people like boudoir bookings are limited or closed during a certain time? Like, how are you kind of managing that? So right now I am only booking maximum two boudoir sessions a month during my um, senior season. Um, And then I just tell people my next available date is October. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's just, and it doesn't really, no one is really booking boudoir in like a, the way that I shoot boudoir, no one's really doing it in a specific time frame unless they're like trying to do it for their birthday or something. But even in that case, they're usually planning ahead. So it's not weird to be like three months. (laughs) Talk to you then. (laughs) (laughs) like they're like great I have time to prepare like they don't want to do it like next week so it's all right right now Mm. awesome so uh Olivia I wanted to ask uh or one of the things that uh we're interested in having you on is because looking at your Instagram we saw that you recently celebrated your 30th birthday and what did yep. you do to commemorate that milestone? Um, so for my 30th birthday, I went to visit a friend in Seattle and had her do boudoir photos of me um, because I'm a Gemini and I need attention. 
I'm not sure how that. So I, I just needed attention for my 30th birthday. I just wanted to be a little extra. So that's what I did. I'm not sure how these signs necessarily work out. I'm an Aries, but I also kind of, you know, I, 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 the limelight is, you know, for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how, how was that experience for you? Obviously, being a photographer, you're on one side of the lens. Now, being a subject, being a client for someone, you're on the other side. How was yeah. that experience for you? So, oh, this is going to blow your mind. The girl who did my boobar photos is also a senior photographer turned boobar photographer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's very, she has the exact same mindset about it that I do. So we bonded over that. Um, we both feel like it's very similar energy. So, um, this was somebody that I already have a friendship with, but it was the first time that I've met her in person. So that was fun. And then, um, you know, I, <laughs> I think it would have been a different experience if it was not somebody that I felt comfortable with already going into it and having known her. But, um, I definitely came out of it with a little bit a new respect of being like, okay, I can't move that way. So um, if so, I need to like make sure people can like do this thing before I ask them to do like some crazy pose because I was sitting there like, girl, my arms are not, they're not going that way. They're not meant um, to do that? Yeah. I'm like, I <laughs> this way. My friend uh, cannot do it. So um, I definitely, since doing that, I'm like, you can tell me if you absolutely think I'm being insane and you like need to do seven hours of yoga before you're capable of moving your arms that way. So um, it was a fun experience to just kind of um, see it from a different angle. And uh, I definitely was like half being photographed, half paying attention to how she was going to photograph me. <laughs> mm. So I like definitely used it as like a learning experience too. So that was fun. It's like, you know, if you want to learn how someone else shoots, go be in front of their camera. <laughs> now, did you learn anything specifically about yourself? Like, yeah, I really don't like this. Or, yeah, this is an amazing experience. This is something that I'm going to help take into my other sessions. And kind of, obviously, you said the posing is, is one thing. But is there anything like for a mindset uh, that you're going to be able to carry this into your own sessions? Um, I think that being that we have very similar mindsets, I was, it was just kind of like, you know, positive reinforcement, like, okay, yeah, this does work the way I think it's working, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just to like, okay, yeah, I'm on the right track. Um, but yeah, I definitely, you know, got some new ideas like, oh, maybe I could set up this way in my studio or like maybe I'm going to try this and you know we definitely were able to like bounce ideas off each other that way but um yeah as far as how I approach the actual shooting part of it we're very similar <laughs> which is why I wanted to go to her in the first place <laughs> ah, makes sense yeah so Olivia I was just curious do you have any rules on like if friends can come watch a boudoir session, if people can take behind the scenes photos, it, like 
what what is the vibe on your photo shoots? Is it party time? Is it more private time because they're trying to be com- like you want to bring out their confidence? I think it would definitely um, vary from client to client. But I would let them bring a friend if that's what they wanted to do. I haven't had anybody do that. They kind of just come hang out with me and my makeup artist. Um, but I think that, again, the way that I market and the way that I shoot is like very much a, this is an experience for you to kind of see yourself in a different way. So I think it's pretty personal to them in that way. And they don't necessarily want to have someone watching them because then it kind of takes away that like ability to like be vulnerable and like just go for it if you feel like someone else is watching you and judging you (laughs) so I think that the clients that I am connecting with are definitely seeing it as more of a for them kind of a situation totally have you ever had um, a couple want to do a boudoir shoot? I'm asking just because I recently did um, a boudoir shoot that also was part of a couple's boudoir session. Um, so I was just wondering if you've tried that out as well or are open to that. Nope, because I don't shoot any couples. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> any, um, no engagement pictures. There are no... <laughs> weddings. No, no, no. I am a one woman in front of my camera at a time kind of a person. And that is how I work the best. Totally makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So Olivia, I wanted to ask you, um, obviously, as you said, these are very personal style images. Uh, Have you had any, uh, have you had any previous clients kind of not be okay with you sharing your images uh, online, on Instagram? Uh, and what are, what are your response to someone when they say, yeah, you know what? I don't want any of my images there. Uh, I ask everyone for explicit permission before I post anything on Instagram. Um, they have to fill out a form that says these image numbers can be posted on Instagram. I That's fully in their court. I don't ask them it's more like, do you want me to, do you want me to post these on Instagram instead of can I? <laughs> so uh, some of them want, want me to, and it's like, do you want me to post this? They're like, heck yeah, I do. Um, and some of them don't. So that's fully in their court. Do you do the same process with seniors? Cause I, I would imagine that maybe some parents, are protective of even though their kids are teens um but still protective of their kids image use on social media i have not had anyone ask to not be on instagram they very much go into it knowing they're going to be on instagram they're very excited for their sneak peek to be posted on instagram they very much would like to be on instagram um so (laughs) they would tell me if they didn't want to but um teenagers in the last 10 years they 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 would like all their friends to comment on their picture and tell them they're pretty that's very much a part (laughs) of the experience (laughs) 
Got it. Got it. So it's <laughs> definitely more of an expectation on seniors uh-huh. and yeah, yeah, yeah. not That's at all on a boudoir session. Yeah. The boudoir is like, they're like, this is for me and I will show it to the people that I want to show it to. And they will like, yes, queen hype me up. But <laughs> seniors, they're like, it's they, okay. Let me see if I can explain this. They feel a little bit conceited to post it on their own page and be like, look how pretty I am. But if I post it, they're like, I'm so pretty. She posted me on her page. Um, So like, go comment on it. Yeah, it's different (laughs) if I post it and then all of their, and they share it and then all their friends go comment on it. That feels less like they're asking for the attention. So that's like a, like a line that they care about. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in the mind of, of teenage girls. So yes, they have a lot of social rules that change from year to year that you have to keep up with. <laughs> so Livia, I wanted to ask you about going back to your own session. Uh, what did if, what does it feel like for you when you're, you're, you've, it, you've edited the image or someone else has edited it for you and you're about to post it on your own Instagram, do you have any, uh, what are your feelings about it? We're like, Hey, that's that, this is me and post. Um, yeah, I can't stress enough that I really wanted attention. <laughs> ah, well, no. this <laughs> was, <laughs> I was like, yes. Like I made her edit that for me in time for me to post it on my birthday so I could have attention. Like, um, yeah, you are <laughs> that was very much. I just wanted attention you. because I it was my thirtieth birthday. I wanted to guarantee attention. That's what I felt like doing for the milestone. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, me, it's me. Pay attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you order those like any of the prints for your studio? In because I know um, I've photographed other SBE members, and sometimes they order a box or a wall portrait and they put it in their studio of them. And then they will tell their clients like, you know, not about me necessarily, but that they had the same experience that they're, you know, marketing to the client and um, that's how much they believe in it and how empowering it was. And they, they tell me like, Oh, you know, ever since I started doing that, people like are just like, Oh yeah. And they like really connect. So I'm wondering if you had that same strategy, especially since you, you seem to, you know, be confident and want the, you know, pictures being shown. Um, I mean, I will definitely use it in like a social media way. Um, I don't know if I'll print them out. Like this all happened like two weeks ago. So like, I don't even oh. have them all back yet. So it's like not, like I only have the one picture so far. Um, so, you know, TBD, but um, I'll definitely post them on social media in a very practice what you preach kind of a way because if I'm gonna tell people that they should take pictures just for themselves then you kind of gotta do it yourself totally totally I love that and did you find that like um after the photo shoot that you got more confident in your pricing I guess I'm kind of making an assumption that you didn't like do a trade or anything for the photo shoot but, oh, yeah, um, no, I paid for it. Okay. Yeah, because I know when I did a photo shoot and I paid for it and I personally felt the value like, yes, this, you know, was a big expense, but also 
it made me feel amazing. I, I love these. I love these pictures. I look at them all the time. Like it made me feel better about what I charged. And it gave me like this weird confidence. Like right after that, I didn't have any problem like saying my prices or booking anything. So I was just wondering yeah. if you had a similar, similar experience. I think that that is definitely valid. Like when you are like, well, I would pay for it and I don't feel bad about this and I don't feel like, oh, maybe it should be like, no, then you're like, oh yeah, I guess other people would feel that way about me. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like it's a good little exercise to kind of just go through and be like, oh yeah, I guess I am willing to pay this. So somebody else is gonna be (laughs) totally totally I think it's really important for like our members to hear because um I really think that everyone who does this should really do a photo shoot at some point for themselves like you said practice what you preach because it just yeah does seem to bring this whole new level of confidence to yeah plus it's just like yeah it's an it's a different angle that gives you insight that you might not have considered before if you really have not had that experience at all before um you know like I've had Nikki take portraits of me like for when she used to still live in Seattle (laughs) um and like just like actually doing it then you kind of can see it from the other direction and then maybe you're gonna want to tweak something and be like oh I really liked how they did this like I would do that in my business because I liked that as a client you know it's just like you know almost a different way of doing research but you also get awesome pictures of yourself (laughs) totally (laughs) I love that well lastly I'd love to ask like what number one piece of advice would you give to members who, whether it's a boudoir or maybe it's a boudoir photographer looking to add seniors or just a totally different genre like branding to their business, what is the best piece of advice that someone should like know when they want to expand the, the niche of their business? I think that the most important thing is to know your why, know what your what is drawing you to what you already do so that you can find that in something else. Because like I hated doing headshots and like personal branding. And I was like, why do I think this is so boring? (laughs) And it was because like, I wasn't considering what all of the things that I actually enjoy and am good at in regards to like my seniors, which is giving them an experience that I love a freaking teenage girl being like, I look so beautiful. I need all of these pictures. Like that's wild to me. Like that is not like a normal thing for teenage girls to look at pictures of themselves and be like, yes, I love this. And I want to put it on the wall. Like that's a battle to get there. And that's the thing that I find rewarding about doing that kind of work. So when I didn't have that in like studio portraits, it was like, all right, I got to figure out what I can do. That is a different demographic, but the same feeling. And so that is how I got to boudoir because it is the same getting 
a woman to be like, wow, I am not wearing Spanx. I am not Photoshopped like to the nines. And I think I look beautiful. Like that's the same. (laughs) So if you know why you like the thing that you already like, then you can try to find that in another genre and it will be so much easier and so much less of like carving out a whole new thing. Love that. that. That's fantastic advice. Bolivia, thank you very much. This has been a very insightful conversation and it has been wonderful having you with us today. Um, we are hitting our one hour mark. So I wanted to be sure uh, that the folks listening know where they can find you. So please, can you please uh, share where they can find you online? Okay, so my boudoir Instagram account is at Hey Olivia Renee. So H E Y Olivia Renee, and um, my seniors account is at Olivia Renee Seniors, and that's basically where I'm hanging out on the internet. I'm not doing any of the other stuff. <laughs> Instagram and you can't make me do any more (laughs) no TikTok and no dancing no I'm not doing any dancing on TikTok (laughs) oh that's awesome that's hilarious well everyone please go follow Olivia uh, and make sure to also follow the portrait system on Instagram and Facebook as well Uh, if you are a member of the Sue Bryce education and you have any more questions for Olivia Ashley or myself please go tag us in a post in the SBE members only Facebook group And if you are not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning more about how it can help you and your business succeed, please email Ella uh, in support at support at SueBriceEducation.com. And thank you again for joining us and hope you can join us. Uh, next Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.